Welcome back to the gathering place of all nations. This Sunday morning, Pastor John Irving shared a message about God's love and God's armor. I pray that you are blessed by this message. If you just want to stand, we're going to read these scriptures. I really felt during service when Helena said this, I thought we needed to take a little shift in our service of talking about God's love because I wanted to talk about God's love. This, I mean, every Sunday I want to talk about God's love. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about God's love, all right? Um, and so this is in the Passion Translation. We're going to read five verses here. And what we're going to be reading is very familiar, John 3.16, but just in a little bit different nuance of a of, of way of saying it. And... Um, and we're going to see love, and we're going to see light uh, contrasted here. Let's, let's read this together. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son. And here is the basis for their judgment. Listen to this. The light of God has now come into the world but the hearts of people love their darkness more than the light because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. That's true. So the wicked hate the light and try to hide from it, for their lives are fully exposed in the light. But those who love the truth will come out into the light and welcome its exposure for the light will reveal that their fruitful works were produced by God. So, Lord, we just pray that the love of God will be shed abroad in the hearts of each and every one of us, as Helena spoke about, and how her life was transformed by the love of God. And we pray that the light of God would shine forth from us, Lord. For in John you said 6, you said that I am the light of the world, John 8. And then you said in Matthew chapter 5, he says, you are the light of the world. Be Why? Because the light of Christ lives in us, and we have the light, and let it shine forth from us into our families, into the dark places, into our homes, into our communities, wherever we go. Father, just let the light of, and the love of God shine and, and, and break forth from us wherever we go and open doors of opportunities, even a cashier uh, at a food place. Father, just bless. Bless each person here and each person watching. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you turn to First Chronicles, I'm going to touch down here briefly. First Chronicles chapter 12. Let me just give you a little bit of insight here, what's going on. We have David about to uh, 
uh, be coronated as the king of all Israel, not just the south. And the armies have come, and they've, they're having a, a festival and a feast. And, um, and, uh, and so anyway, uh, and in chapter 13, we have David uh, taking Jerusalem and bringing the ark of the Lord, the presence of God, into Jerusalem. But in the sandwiched here, uh, in starting at verse 23, we have a list of the army of God. Now, I think you could say if uh, um, today you could go around the world and, and in Aurora we have this church and they have 25 sold-out Christians and over in this church you've got this number of people and they're part of the army of God and in Newmarket and in, you know, that, that this is how you could possibly read this. There's uh, from the 12 tribes and you can read through the list, all right? Uh, Benjamin in verse 29 and Ephraim in the north, 20,800 men and, and then in the half tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, all right? Um, and then you come to verse 32 and that's where I want to focus in on just a couple of minutes. And then the sons of Issachar, there in the north, men who understood the times. With knowledge of what Israel should do, not only did they understand what was going on, but they had knowledge of what Israel should do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their kinsmen were at their command. Now, something important, they didn't have a list of how many soldiers they had. They didn't say the state. They said the, the number of leaders. Let that sink in for a minute. All the other ones are talking about their army. You know, it is more important to have a couple hundred people know what's going on in the world right now and what they should do than to have vast amounts of army not having any leadership in what they should do. That's what's lacking right now in our church is we have a lot of people going to church, but we don't have an awful lot of people knowing what is happening in the world right now, and even more importantly, what should we be doing? And that's what we need to be praying for. We need to pray for leaders. I thank God that we have Dr. Russ Moyer as a leader in this denomination. All right? And uh, we're, we're grateful for the pastors and leaders in Eagle Worldwide. And I'm grateful, uh, you know, I love many of the pastors of churches that I know here in town in, in Aurora, all right? Uh, we, need, we need men and women to rise up and to lead. But not only, not only that, but within the congregation, the thing that I really love about our church, there's a lot of mature believers in our church. Men and women who are sold out for God. Men and women that are hungry for a move of God. Men and women that understand the evil that is in the world right now. All right? And they're doing and they're resisting and they're fighting and they're, they're, they're in, the, in the fray. All right? I was talking to one young man last night. We, we, were, we were blessed to be at a wedding. Uh, many of you know last week uh, Leonard was on the, on the uh, guitar and he got married yesterday to another wonderful Christian lady from Barrie. And so we had the Dutch Reform folks, all, you know, uh, and all the Guyanese folks together. And we had a meal of roast beef and curry. All right. It was, it was, it was, 
it was it, prime rib and, and then chicken curry and a and, and, and bunch of other things. It was great. I went off my diet for one day, glory to God. All right, just one day. Uh, but uh, it, it was a glorious time. But there was one young man that I, I knew uh, uh, years ago, and he was there, part of this family, and he's absolutely going for God right now. He's leading Bible studies for young adults. He's just on fire. He doesn't live in this area anymore. Uh, but it was such a joy to see this young man going for God. We need to have people rising up that are leaders, that are, that are taking uh, a, a stand. And basically anybody that says, and that's what we're going to be talking about, taking a stand for Jesus this morning, um, we need to take a stand. We need to not let darkness overwhelm us. All right? Uh, the light is greater than darkness. Do not succumb to the fear to the oppression, to the discouragement, to the lies that the enemy is, is throwing out at us, all right? And, um, and I'm just going to, we need discernment. I got some notes here, and for time, I'm just going to put them aside. Uh, basically, it talked about, Michael Brown spoke about, um, in the 60s, there was a counter-revolution and a Jesus movement. I'm going to put it in a nutshell, and I really like some of the things he said, but he said that the church missed it in the 60s, in the late 60s. They missed it. They were all upset about the long hair, the, 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 the scraggly jeans and all the appearance, the outward stuff. Church, let's not miss it again. Let's not get all bent out of shape over tattoos and earrings and clothing and, 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 and whatever types of colors or whatever hair. And let's welcome these people. Let us embrace. Let us believe that God is about to do, do something and God is doing. It's already happened. You see these movements in the States, and we're hoping they come to Canada soon. These incredible worship times, these, these uh, flashpoint uh, meetings that are happening and young people in, 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 in California when they said you can't go to church they went out to the beach and they had these worship times. And they started baptizing thousands upon thousands. This is happening now. Let us not stay in our little corner of our church here and just say just us four no more. Absolutely not. We didn't build this church for us. We built it for the next generation. Come on. This is their church. Come. Receive pick it up. We're here to mentor and help and strengthen and, and walk with you at this time, all right? And, uh, but we need more discernment, all right? That is a spiritual gift we need, and um, it's time that we act. There's three ways that we can act. I'm going to talk about first two in just a, a little bit, but the third one we're going to go into Ephesians, and Victoria doesn't know it, but um, I just decided what I was going to preach this morning, early this morning, and she comes in and says, you know, Mario always quotes this verse. You really need to memorize this verse because I'm memorizing scripture. He says, Mario, he always prays this verse in. And, uh, well, that's the last verse I'm going to be sharing today in my message, but I didn't know what she said. I says, well, that's interesting. You should say that this morning. <laughs> All right. And um, so first, I've already talked. Let's keep our sense of humor. We need to laugh. It, life is too serious. doesn't mean that when there's some, some bad things happening, it doesn't mean when your mom dies or when something happens or somebody gets sick or there's, it doesn't mean that you laugh, but you still can have the joy of the Lord. It's so, joy is so much deeper 
than the circumstances. Nobody can rob us of our joy. If, we, if the joy of the Lord is robbed, the peace of God, the love of God, if that's ripped away from us, we've, we, we're, on a, we're on a spiral downward, all right? We need to keep joy. And it's good to have some laughter, meet with people and laugh with them, all right, no matter what's going on. Now, obviously, you don't laugh when somebody's going through a real deep valley. You don't, you don't, you don't sit there. You don't, oh, boy, I almost said something here. I better not. A certain politician. That's, that's um, anyway, um, uh, that is VP in the States. I won't say any more. All right? That always laughs. All right? Uh, we don't laugh. During, you know, somebody comes to me, Joe comes and tells me a really sad thing that's going on. You don't sit back and start laughing. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about walking with somebody that's going through a dark time, but how them can keep their joy and keep their peace and keep their faith, amen, and, and help them to hold on in the times that are difficult. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your sense of humor, all right, and again, uh, this is where I was going to say about the Aurora Prayer Breakfast. What a joy to see these men in their uniform, ladies in their uniform, all right? And I, I happened to meet one of the police officers there, and we connected, and she's in charge of the mental health of both the police officers and the, the, peop the times they have to go out on calls, and she does a seminar for businesses and schools and churches. And I said, yes, we're interested. So we're already talking. And somewhere in the new year, we'll probably have her come, not for, I don't think, a Sunday morning, but maybe after church or a Wednesday night or something, and have her just come and say, talk to us about mental health. And to, what is it like for a police officer to have to go out and knock on the door on somebody that, they don't know what's going to happen on the other side, all right? And we can pray for the police. So that's one beautiful thing that happened in this. The second thing is we need to share, share, share. We need to share Christ. We have to, at this time, be bold in our sharing, all right? We have to be bold. That's not the primary purpose of this message. Uh, I'm going to go to the third one in just a moment. Um, but we need to share. We need to be looking for opportunities. All right? I had three opportunities. The two other ones, I was looking at buying something. and went to two different stores, and I talked to two different salesmen, and, and I both met them before. And uh, uh, the one guy at the end, we're looking at something, and we're going to get, get together again next week and perhaps get it, the item. Uh, but I, I just said... Um, because he asked me, he says, um, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a pastor. What's going on in the world right now? And so I, I got going into it, and then I realized, I don't know if this guy's a Christian or not. I'm going off on, on tribulation and all the, this stuff and hunger and, 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 and that kind of stuff, a little bit of... And he says, well, by the way, I, you know, before I go any further, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? And he said, well, I went to church five times a week when I was young. I says, oh, what, what denomination? Pentecostal. I said, okay, this is a divine appointment. All right? And uh, so anyway, at the end of our discussion about this, I said, can I pray for you? He said, sure. He said, I've gotten away from going to church. And I started praying for him and his family, his two little ones. And uh, 
I'm believing that someday he'll, he'll come here, at least for a visit or whatever. All right, later that afternoon, it was, I was still looking for an, the same item, but in a different place, comparing prices, you know, being a, a good steward of God's resources. And, uh, and um, he starts talking about something, and then he says, oh, I got a real pain down, down my shoulder. He says, well, you know, I, I, I'm, he knows I'm a pastor. He says, I pray for people, and they get healed all the time. Can I pray for you? So I prayed for him. And he said it felt much better. And then I started telling him, he should come on out to church. And uh, he's been in our, our building recently just to look at something. And, uh, um, and he says, oh, you remind me of your sister, my sister. I says, oh, yeah, she's Pentecostal, born again, praying all the time and all that kind of stuff. I says, oh, she must be a pretty good person, you know. So we need to be sharing about Jesus all the time. You know, we are in the midst of, 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 of launching an evangelistic team here in the church. We've got three or four people that have come to me, and we're in the, midi- in, in the midst of trying to, to get this all organized, all right? But we don't have to wait till we have the formal Saturday morning gathering, going out on an outreach. I've done many of them, and we can still do that. But how about we do it every single day? Every single day. Every single day, you're a Christian, okay? But today, with the third thing I want to talk about, and I don't have much time to do it, I, I, aren't you glad? I try to make accordion messages at times, all right? Where if I have the time, I can drill down. And, all right, we can take our time, and if I don't have the time, I, we can squeeze in the time here a little bit. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. With the backdrop of evil, with the backdrop of, of um, wickedness of this time, and also with the backdrop of God being light and the glory of the Lord shining around and the good news, the gospel, let's look at the army. Now, first thing is when do you put the armor on? All right. Um, if you're a soldier, do you keep the armor at all times? Do you have it on when you're sleeping? Do you have it on um, uh, when you're eating a meal with your family? Uh, when do you have the army on as a soldier? It's when you go into battle. So the first thing about the armor of God, it's about being prepared for battle. It's the first thing. And, uh, you know, let's, there, there are some other people today that wear armor. How about hockey players or football players? All right. Can you imagine, and there's a few hockey players that live up in this area from what I'm told. Um, Can you imagine if somebody from the Toronto Maple Leafs walked in? Uh, I'm not sure they would be overly welcome or not. You know, they haven't had a good record the last 50 plus years. Uh, But can you imagine if somebody comes walking in, a goalie comes walking with, and he's wearing his stuff to come to church and he's got these great big pads on. All right, we're trying to get some humor in here because we just talked about humor. Great big, great big hockey stick, gloves, helmet, the face mask on, all right, uh, and, uh, and the shoulder pads and all that. And he comes walking in, and he comes up to Eldora and reaches out his hand with the glove on to shake her hand, give her a hug. Can you, can you imagine how ridiculous that is? All right, you put the hockey equipment on when you're going to play hockey. All right, you take it off for the rest of the time. Same with football. 
Um, and so we need to realize that there's a time to wear it, uh, this armor, and perhaps a time not to. All right? We're not to, the Bible says we don't, in, in scriptures, we don't fight flesh and blood. All right? So I believe as Christians, we're to have the armor on at all times, but we don't use the armor. We're not to fight one another. We're not to, to our war is not against each other. The enemy is trying to divide and conquer us, all right? Uh, the, the last two years, this pandemic has been very successful in dividing families over vaccines and the mandates and all this kind of stuff, all right? And uh, we said we're not going to let that divide us here. And we welcome those who have it and who don't have it, all right? So verse 10, I'm going to read through the scripture and make a few comments here, and I'm going to do it in 12 minutes. Glory to God. Finally, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might. Zechariah says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. All right? We're not called to be strong in our own strength. I'm not strong in my own strength. You know, when I was young, I felt I was strong and invincible. But I quickly learned, and as you get older, how many people know when you get older, you realize you're not quite as strong as you once were. All right? But in Christ, even though the outward man is fading away, the inner man is getting stronger. We are growing stronger and stronger and stronger in our faith, in our resolve to live for God. There is a strength that's coming from heaven, and you just need to call upon the Lord. Amen. Verse 11 and verse 13 are basically saying the same thing, to put on the full armor of God. Verse 13, take up the full armor of God. And in 11, the, the, the focus is that you may be able to stand firm. Three times he says, stand or stand firm. All right? Uh, God knows. And, and now read these scriptures not from ancient Rome or a time of Christ. That's the way we've always done it in the church. Read it in the light of the times that we are living in. Read scripture today in the light of what we are going through or about to go through, the tribulation, the persecution, all right? And so we put on the full armor of God when the Democrats and the liberals and, 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 and when, and when the, 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 the media and, and whatever are saying all kinds of evil, all right, are about to say it even more. All right, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the lies coming from the television. All right, coming from the media. The schemes against the devil. Verse 13, therefore take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist the evil day. Are we in the evil day right now? We're certainly closer to that evil day. All right. Having done everything to stand, stand firm. It's not just a casual soldier. No, that's not the stand. We're talking about ready for battle. I, I learned this in martial arts when I was a kid. All right. If you stand like this, somebody can come up and push you right over. All right. Oftentimes I'm getting prayer. I'm standing like this. Or not always. All right. You're going to push me over. Uh, I'm, it's going to be the Holy Ghost, not, you know. But anyway, um, uh, 
We need to stand in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an expectation that we're going forward. We're standing. We're not retreating. We're not going backwards. We're standing, and we're going to go forward. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, now verse 12. Verse 12, we get to find out what we're standing against. For our struggle... Let me just stop right there. Struggle. Um, there's many people, many communities, many groups in the world that have said that they're going through a struggle. Revolutionaries. Um, mein Kampf, which was the book that Hitler wrote. Mein Kampf in German means my struggle. Jihad for the Muslims. Jihad means my struggle. All right? Let's, let's make sure we have the right struggle. Make sure that we have uh, the right, per, the team army that we're fighting on and that we're fighting against the right enemy. All right? And, uh, and our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Listen to this, verse 12. It's not against flesh and blood. You're not fighting against your parents, your children, your neighbor, your coworker. Fellow Canadians, whether they be right, left, in between, wherever they are, far right, far left, our battle is not against people. There are brothers and sisters. There are people that are either saved or lost. All right? People that know Jesus are people that need to know Jesus. It's not our struggle. is not against them. It's not against those that mock you or curse you. All right? It's not. Bible says to love our enemies. All right? I'm so grateful to God that, that uh, four years ago, before the pandemic, the Lord gave me two dreams about Mr. Trudeau. One of them I remember absolutely clearly. And in the dream, basically, he, at the end, he says, love this man. Pray for this man. And I try as much as possible to say nice things. I know not saying that, to pray for him, all right? I don't agree with his policies at all, and I hope he loses in the election, but I do pray for him. I pray for his, his marriage. I pray protection over his life, and I pray that he becomes a believer, just like everybody needs Jesus. Amen? Our, we're, let me read this. Our struggle is against rulers, all right? Against powers, against world forces or principalities, demonic forces, all right, of this darkness against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. There is a, there's a battle going on in the heavenly realms that we don't even know about. We're not even fully aware of. There's something much higher than just the realm that we live in here on this earth, all right? Let's pray for people. Let's not war against one another. Let's not divide our families because of things that are going on. Regardless of what the situation is in your family, your husband, your wife, all right, your children, they're not your enemies. They're not. Even if you don't see eye to eye, even if there's friction, even if there's separation, and I'm not saying anybody should go back in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a difficult situation, but that person is not your enemy. 
there's someone above that person that is our enemy. And what we're called to do is to stand firm. And then he gives several articles of equipment of some modern day, ancient day uh, protection for offensive attacks and offensive attacks. All right, so let's just read through these fairly quickly. Verse 14, stand firm, therefore, the third time. Third time, Paul has said stand, stand firm. When he says something that often, when the Bible says something that often, what we need to do in these days is stand. Please, we need to stand. Don't deny Christ. Don't run from him Don't take an easy path out. Stand firm. It doesn't mean you have to... We need to use wisdom in what we say, where we say it, and who we say it to. All right? That's very, very important. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins. All right? That's your midsection. All right? Your core. That's what we call it today when you're working out, your core. All right? Um, With truth. Right there, we could preach for the next three, four hours, or maybe three or four days, and I'm going to take about a minute. (laughs) Our truth, 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 truth is so, the truth is something uh, that is tries, that the enemy's throwing out so much lies in the media. This week, we had one of the largest social media uh, platforms be released uh, from the lies and deception and uh, it is now a center for free speech. And we're going to see what happens. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We're just, I went on it this morning, early this morning. First time I've been on it in about six months when I heard that it might be, where, when the bird might be freed. And then, uh, uh, then it kind of got swallowed up. And I was on it about five years ago, and I didn't like it. But I went on this morning, and there's all kinds of things happening in there. In 10 minutes, I learned so much truth, what's going on in local news stuff. It was, it was, I'm like, I'm getting, I might like this one now. I might go and visit it, Julia. I just might, I just might uh, uh, touch down on there if, if there's actually truth that's going to come out. All right? We need truth. You'll know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All right? And there's a possible avalanche of truth that is about to be released in the world possible. Let's pray that that happens, all right? Um, But the truth is it's harvest time. It's harvest time right now, all right? And we need to bring in the harvest. This next one, having put on, verse 14, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. This one has mystified me, and um, uh, when we ask Jesus in our hearts, we're, we're washed, we're justified, we're made righteous, all right, because of the word. In, in John 15, 3, you're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And so we stand before Christ already righteous because of his righteousness that is in us. So why is he saying here, Paul saying, put on the breastplate of righteousness, all right? And the best I can figure out is that we're going to be attacked, and later we have the shield we'll get to. We need to protect the righteousness that God gave us, all right? 
We need to walk in that protection. We need to hold it because it's where the breastplate of righteousness, where his heart is. And the enemy can throw something deadly into our armor. We need to hold on to the fact that we are righteous. It doesn't matter if you sinned yesterday, you're still righteous. We just repent, and, we, and God washes us and cleanses us. If we say we have no sin, we make ourselves to be a liar. That's what 1 John 1, 8 says, all right? And so we need to have righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, there's that second one, share, share, share. Share the good news. We have gospel shoes, all right, to go out and share. Verse 16, in addition to all, or above all, some translation says, above all, taking up the shield of faith. Folks, we need, above all, we have to have faith. Let's not be like James where we're tossed to and forth of every wind of dark doctrine. Once you know Jesus is the truth, you have to stand in it. You cannot be, be taken out. You, you have to stand in faith no matter what the cost, no matter what the situation going all around you, your family, your, your workplace, your, wherever it is, you have to hold on to your faith. And faith is not faith unless it's tested. And this week we're going to be talking about faith that in, in, in James chapter 2, faith is always tested, all right? It's always tested, and it's not tested once. It's tested repeatedly. And as you pass faith tests, guess what? Greater faith tests come, all right? And, but, but God is true. God is real. God, it says that right here, listen to this last part here, all right? Above all, or in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one, all the lies, all the misinformation, all the stuff that is being poured out against us in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, etc. You know, one of the greatest things that I liked about the build is we would have lunch together. <laughs> And all of a sudden, somehow, myself, brother here, Josh, somebody would bring up, did you hear what's happening in the news? And all of a sudden, we would begin to speak truth to one another. And, and we informed ourselves. All right? We were able to, so we had a, 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 almost a daily time where we were into de- uh, of hearing the truth through our conversations at lunch. And uh, they were really good. All right, why we, there are fiery darts being, being sent to us, and we need to have that shield of faith. Keep that, keep that going, and I think I'm over time here, so let's keep going. All right, verse 17, and take up the helmet of salvation and the, sword of the, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Put on the helmet. You know, why do they put helmets on football players, on hockey players, is to protect your head protect against concussions and and injury, all right? We need to have the Word of God. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need to watch what we're thinking, the source of what we're listening to, all right? I I do like news, but I have have the helmet of salvation on and discernment when I watch news, and I'm careful of what news that I see and read, all right? I'm very careful, and and I know the source. Years ago, I was taught... You need to look, when you're reading a book, find out uh, when it was written, 
the author, a little bit about the author, and the, the people behind. The, 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 uh, back in the day, a lot of Christian books were, were uh, published in Grand Rapids. Well, I know that's Dutch Reformed. Therefore, they, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit like we do. They believe in Calvinism. And once I know those two things, I can read the book and I can understand that, well, okay, there's going to be a couple areas that I don't agree with them, but there's going to be some really good meaty stuff that I can glean from. And so it doesn't mean that we should turn everything off and not listen to anything, but we need to have the mind of Christ to know and discern what is correct and what's not correct. All right? And so we need that helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. Why is it called the sword of the Spirit? Because it says it's the Word. Why didn't they say the sword is the Word of God? Because the Word of God was written by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and when we use the word of God, we're, we're engaged in battle with the spirit of God. All right? And so we need the word of God. It's offensive. It's where we, we're standing. All right? And when we see an opening, you know, if you ever watch football, I don't watch a lot of football, but when they're trying to, they got one yard to go and they just want to get one yard over and there's the, the, the opposing team and this team and they're just trying to get that ball one yard. All right, they're trying, they're standing, they're, 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 and they're just trying to take that one yard in with the football, you know. Uh, we're looking. We're looking for that opportunity to move forward. Sometimes it might just be a, 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 a one step. might be one person. might be one opportunity you've had to share Christ, like happened on to me on, on Friday. I, I think I got three yards on Friday. All right? Uh, come on. Let, let us... Look at our faith as something that is going forward. And, 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 and you know, um, uh, the saints are marching on. Amen? Come on. And then, uh, and then, let, then we get to verse um, 18. With all prayer and petition. See, it's, it's useless to have the, the armor on without prayer. We need to have prayer, folks. With all prayer, petition, praying at all times, in the spirit, shanda bakanda, and with this view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all saints. I think I read four times the word all. We need to be praying for one another. You know, Victoria and I, we pray for people in our congregation uh, every day, every day. Maybe not everyone by name, but many by name and many just as a, a blanket prayer for everybody, all right? And we have intercessors that are praying for people. We have a ministry in Eagle Roll Live Ministry, people who pray where you can put your requests in, all right? We need to pray with perseverance. And it says, petition for all saints. And then he says this verse that Victoria said, you, you need to memorize this verse. This is what Mario prays. And this is my concluding verse. And somebody say, amen, hallelujah. He's finished, glory to God. And pray on my behalf that the utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, you see that he's in chains. He's in prison when he's writing this. All right? And he's saying, I want the gospel to advance. He didn't say, pray that I get released from this prison. He says, pray that I have boldness to speak about Jesus in the place that I'm in. All right? He didn't say pray for that I get a new job. didn't say pray that 
Uh, you know, my family stops bothering me, all right? He says, pray that I have the boldness to share the mysteries of the gospel. Those that are blinded, and that's what we really need to pray. We need to have a boldness. And you can pray for me, and I'll pray for you. Let us pray that the gospel will go forward. And we just lift up John and Janice and Mo and Donna, and we just pray that your hand be upon them as they go on the mission field tomorrow down to Porta Plata, uh, suffering for Jesus on the beach. And um, But Lord, uh, uh, very much in a dark place, uh, shedding the light of Christ to many, many, many churches and leaders and, and people that are coming in from different places, just bless them in this conference. And uh, bless Janice as she shares and she speaks. Let give her the mind of Christ, Lord. And be with Mo as he translates. And bless Mo and Donna as they've as they're gone. And bless them. I I pray for our sister Linda. She leaves uh, in a couple of weeks for Asia. You just be with her as she goes to visit family. Let her be a bold, bold witness. And I pray for each and every person here. Lord, that we would be bold in our faith. I, I pray that you would be bold. Lord, give me more boldness as well. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for listening. Feel free to reach out to us or check us out online at www.tgpoa.com. We pray you have a great week.